Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy. Energy for hunkering down. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10 4. Nice tonight. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. And Martin Truex Jr. has won the Auto Club 400. Oh, yeah, man. Awesome job all day. Way to go. Oh, yeah, buddy. Thank you, man. Jimmy Johnson has won yet again at the Martinsville Speedway. Once you understand how to get around here, um, it's something that you can keep for a long time, regardless of tire generation of car time. It really stands up here on this small track more than anywhere. It's STP Race Week on NASCAR Live, brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live, and welcome to STP Race Week right here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew getting you dialed up and getting you ready for racing this weekend in the STP 500 at Martinsville Speedway. On today's show, we're going to hear from Sunday's winner, Martin Truex Jr. What a dominating performance that was on Sunday. Won the pole, won every stage, and won the race, and led 125 of 200 laps. He'll join us and talk about his first win of the year. Plus, he'll also preview the STP 500 coming up Sunday at Martinsville. Kim Coon's going to have a face-to-face conversation with Kyle Larson. We'll also hear from some of the best in-car audio in Sunday's Auto Club 400 with this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. We've got this week in NASCAR history, a social media minute, and much more. Woody Kane starts us off this week with the latest news in NASCAR. Woody? Mike Kyle Larson's second-place finish on Sunday at Auto Club Speedway, one of his best tracks, has him up one spot to seventh in the overall standings. More importantly, his team seems to have the early jump over the rest of the Chevrolet camp and figuring out what the new Cup Camaro wants. I think they just did a, a, a lot of homework on this new car, and you know, for whatever reason, we seem to be a little bit better than the other Chevy teams, So, which we kind of were last year, too. But, yeah, I've, I've been happy to see how we've started so far, but we still have a, a little bit ways, little ways to go to, uh, to win. Larson is the only Chevy driver in the top 10 in the points battle as he prepares for the STP 500 Sunday at Martinsville. Now, he'll tell you the paperclip isn't one of his better tracks, but he started on the pole there a year ago when qualifying was rained out and finished 17th. On Wednesday, he's one of four drivers set to test the new Roval at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and Kim Kuhn has more with Kyle a little later in the show. Mike? Thank you, Woody. Coming up, we go face-to-face with Kyle Larson, and later, we've got the best in-car audio from this past weekend's Auto Club 400. I'm former crew chief and STP auto expert Steve Letarte. Does your engine feel like it's down on power? It could be caused by deposits on fuel injectors, engine valves, and combustion chambers. An easy way to help clean up your fuel system and restore lost power is through the gas tank with STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner. One bottle contains three times the amount of cleaning agents versus the leading premium gasoline to help keep your engine running strong. STP, inside every great machine. One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents and 35 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. 
in a sport driven by acceleration. We're shifting gears to do more to help preserve our environment, driving the sport towards greater reforestation efforts, speeding up our recycling programs, racing greener with Sunoco Green E15, a cleaner blended biofuel. Because if we all shift gears to help the environment, we can keep racing for so much longer. To learn more about how NASCAR is shifting towards a greener future, visit nascar.com slash green today. We'll go face-to-face -face with Kyle Larson next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. It's STP Race Week on NASCAR Live. Richard Petty, five-time Winston Cup Grand National Champion, is going down the back stretch, bearing the colors, the most famous colors in racing, the STP colors and the Petty colors. White flag is out. Richard Petty coming down for the checkered flag. It's all over. At Martinsville, Virginia, Richard Petty has pulled it off. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded back on Sunday, April 27th, 1975. One of Richard Petty's 15 wins at Martinsville Speedway. That one coming in the Virginia 500. Interesting to note that day that the King beat Daryl Waltrip, Cale Yarborough, Bobby Allison, and Dave Marcus in the old K&K &K Insurance Dodge. That was the top five from that day in the mid-70s at Martinsville Speedway. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. We are celebrating STP Race Week. And over the weekend at Auto Club Speedway, Kim Kuhn chatted with Kyle Larson about the season and a whole lot more in this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face -face interview. Here comes Kyle Larson now working off turn number four. He will see the checkered flag waving at the start-finish line. And win number two in his career will come in his home state. When the season started, everybody said Fontana was really going to be the race weekend that we would know who the front runners would be this season. After what you've seen, do you consider yourself and your team a title contender? And then who else do you have your eye on? Uh, well, obviously the fours, you know, head of that uh that class right now I think the 18 is good and then the 78 and then uh, I feel like we're kind of right there so you're typical people you know from last year um, but I would say the the four car and the Stuart Haas cars are a little bit better than they were um, last year so um, you know and we're on a you know new Camaro so you know I think we'll get better throughout the year um, and I've been satisfied with where we've started so far with it uh, nothing seems to be too different. We had a little bit of an issue last week at Phoenix, but I think we, we understand why uh, we had that problem. So um, we'll be good uh, in the future. An article recently came out that said you're paid to hold the steering wheel, not a wrench. Essentially that your focus is driving, not the setup of the car like some drivers get very hands-on. In your opinion, how does that help you, your limited knowledge of the actual nuts and bolts, and then how maybe does it hinder you? Yeah, I would say it helps more than it hinders. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of drivers in this garage area that, that think they know more about a race car than they actually do. Um, and I think that gets them in trouble a lot of times uh, when they think they're smarter than the engineers that have an engineering degree and, and know how to set up a race car. So when I'm out on the track, I just try and focus on my feedback and you know where you know I feel like I need help. Uh, and, and my team's good enough to recognize you know throughout I'm telling them you know what I need in the race car to, to get better. So um, you know, it goes hand in hand with you know my team having trust in me, and, and I having trust in them. And then um, you know, there there is times though I feel like you know in like 2015 and a little bit of 16, um, you know, we were really bad. And in in those times when you're really bad, it would be nice to to know a little bit more about the race car because I think it would help you 
dig out of that hole a little quicker. But um, I think when you have smart people behind you, you don't have to rely on uh, myself as much. Harvick recently came out with comments about grassroots racing and short tracks, and you praised those comments. In your opinion, how important is it for NASCAR to focus on that for their future? Yeah, I think it's uh, very important. Um, you know, grassroots is kind of the, you know, what what really NASCAR stems from. So, um, yeah, I think you know, grassroots level on any on any type of racing. You know, Harvick's got a, a pavement, you know, late model background. I've got sprint car background, and um, yeah, I think the fans have kind of lost respect for NASCAR for whatever reason uh, over the last decade or so, um, and I think a lot of it may come down to you know, NASCAR losing touch with grassroots racing and their, their fans. So um, anything that they can do, and, and I know that they're always constantly trying to figure out things to to get back in touch with those people, but um, yeah, I think I think we'll see a turnaround you know, in the next handful of years on, on their involvement in grassroots, which would be nice. Your son Owen is running around. He always steals the show wherever we go, specifically when, when you were in victory lane for the Xfinity Series back in Las Vegas on top of the car. He's a crown pleaser. Does he have a future in racing? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's three years old, so it's really hard to tell what any three-year-old is going to be up to. Um, but, I mean, I think with, obviously, with my background, but then Caitlin's side, you know, her family's full of racing as well, so he'll at least be around it his whole life and have the opportunity to, to try racing. Um, I always say I don't know if he'll be good at it or enjoy it, but um, he'll definitely get the opportunity to, to try it. There's been a lot of focus on the young stars of the sport. You're certainly one of them at 25 years old, but this is your first or your fifth year in the Cup Series. So where do you feel like your place is right now in the sport? And then do you ever wish that maybe you hadn't made the leap so soon and spent more time in Xfinity, maybe notch a championship? No. Um, if it was up to me, I would, wouldn't have ran a year of Xfinity. I, I would have liked to just go right to Cup. I mean, to me, I know back in 2014 when I moved to Cup, everybody was nervous, but I mean, it's just a different race car, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel like I'm in the awkward spot where I'm I'm not a veteran, but I'm also not like the, I'm, I'm young, I'm not a veteran, but I'm not a young gun rookie or whatever, so. Um, but it's, it's, it is crazy, you know, I, I think about it and I'm like, man, this is my fifth year in Cup, and it's gone by so fast already, and, and I'm sure the next five will go by even faster. So um, it's been cool and a lot of fun, and, and I look forward to going to the racetrack every week. NASCAR goes west. I know you stayed out here for a little bit. What did you get into out in California? Uh, we actually didn't spend a whole lot of time in California. Um, we went to uh, Phoenix right after Vegas, and then uh, after Phoenix we stayed through till Thursday. So just did a bunch of golf in, uh, in Phoenix, which was a lot of fun. I, I golfed terrible, so that, that part of it wasn't fun, but we played really nice golf courses, so that's that's always a good time. And uh, the house we all stayed at had a tennis course. We'd play tennis till like midnight and um, pretty much wore ourselves out every day, so it was a lot of fun. Finally, Easter plans. Do you have any Easter plans? Uh, still trying to figure that out. At least you know, Easter Sunday, I think we'll spend that, that day at home, but uh, I'm not racing a sprint car anywhere that weekend, so, um, Trying to figure out something to go do with Caitlin, uh, you know, kind of the what do they call it? like the baby moon? Yeah. So, trying to figure out where to go and where to take her. She can't go out of, out of the country. Um, I'd like to take her. I don't know. She likes beaches. I like mountains. So, are you ready for baby number two? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're ready. Um, really excited about it. And we don't. We we haven't. Or we're not going to find out the gender. So. Um, 
yeah, we I don't think in that side of things we'll be prepared, you know, with clothes and room and stuff. But when they're that young, I mean, you can kind of get all that stuff organized before they ever spend a night in their room. So, uh, but yeah, we're ready. That's Kyle Larson and Kim Kuhn on this week's face-to-face interview. Still to come on NASCAR Live, we'll have this week's backtracks. And later, we'll preview this week's podcast series, MRN Presents, the 1993 season, 25 years later. This tax season, AutoZone has everything your car needs. And now those parts and supplies come with more savings when you sign up for the AutoZone Rewards Program. You'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times in one year. One more way to get more done. Protect your engine from wear while protecting your wallet with great deals on oil change supplies from AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. Learn more about AutoZone Rewards at AutoZone.com rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This week is STP Race Week here on Motor Racing Network. We're counting you down to the STP 500 at Martinsville Speedway Sunday afternoon. If you're looking for more power under the hood, start at the gas tank with STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner, STP, inside every great machine. We've got a NASCAR Live Backtracks coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Over the weekend at Auto Club Speedway in Southern California, Toyota picked up their first win of 2018. Here's what it sounded like with this week's NASCAR Live backtracks. Pace car on pit road, and now for the start, here is the Motor Racing Network's Joe Moore. Field works off turn number four, coming into the trioval, getting ready for the green flag to wave and get today's Auto Club 400 underway. Make sure you get your switches going on the flag, cannot nose into the line, nothing below the white. Ready, ready. Green, green. green flag waves. We're underway. Yeah, Austin Dillon's in. Four tires and fuel. The biggest complaint for everybody down here is they are tight. So chassis wrenches in the side of the cars here to make the adjustment. Holy man. Well, how we screwed this thing up. Offense data is showing a little bit of overdrive in both corners on entry. So just work on throttle down, middle off. Maybe not all things good for the number 18 Toyota Camry of Kyle Busch. Alex Hayden. Well, he's got a little bit of debris covering the right side of the nose of the machine. Keep an eye on him. It's a pretty decent-sized piece of debris. We'll try to get it off on a lap or, or if he needs before, trick so by himself. 41, 48. Are your tips okay there? Before the break, I mentioned 15 centimeters separating third and fourth, Kevin Harvick and Kyle Larson, and then they got together, working off turn number two, and that run for four in a row for Kevin Harvick, well, it may be over. It's my fault. Went down, stuck the air off of him, touched him, spun out. Four. We coming to you, aren't four here. Kyle Larson and Kevin Harvick have been dueling lap after lap after lap. They came off turn two. Larson to the inside, Harvick to the outside, and I saw his right front just twitch, twitch just a little bit. Could it have been caused by one of the bumps, perhaps? I mean, he's an idiot for racing that hard for 30 laps into a race. I didn't do a damn thing wrong there, so he 
he's going to be mad, but I didn't do anything wrong by racing. No, it was him. We let him go when he ran us down, then he wants to run us run out on our door all the way around. And we told you about Ryan Blaney's bump in the wall over in turn number three. He was on pit road. So my two, you got any smoke in there? I don't have, I got a little in here. Copy, halfback 21 in line, outside. Coming to you. Okay, come on. Martin Truex, very, very comfortable, right in the middle of Bruins, of turn one and two. Kyle Busch in the second spot is way behind Martin Truex Jr. You can see that Kyle Busch, even though he's in second, he's still experimenting. This slides too much, man. I don't know what got going on, but damn, I don't have that. Looks easy up there. A couple of crew members actually standing on the wall. It won't be long. Want to follow up on Kyle Larson? We talked about that dust up he had on the racetrack. Vibrations just getting a little bit worse. Keep us updated here. We're not too far away from where we need to be. Thomas Aldrich always says, I think I'm going to need a pit soon. It's getting kind of bad. Kyle Larson, we just talked about him. He's on pit road. Crew around to the right side of that automobile. That looked good. Trevor Bain got into the outside ball. Come on, start coming down. Coming at you guys. I was trying to get to pit road. Oh, that hurt. Killed, Matt. I hit about 200. We're more than done. That's the hardest hit I've ever had in my life. There's a lot of grip down there. That car is sticking, and he continues to pull away from Kyle Busch. I mean, I'm just playing loose. I don't, I don't know what to do with this thing. I, don't, I can't go up. I can't go down. 64. We always get the blade cautious here. 4155. Good lap. Yeah, I got, I'm all up in here, so... <laughs> The last win for Martin Truex came at Homestead. He won the championship on that day. He's back to defend it, that's for sure. Off four, final time, and to the checkered flag, and Martin Truex Jr. has won the Auto Club 400. All right, my brother, you enjoyed the stages. How about this, Martin Truex, big green lane, baby. That's this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks from Sunday's Auto Club 400. You know, the folks over at the NASCAR Foundation do a lot of great work. And in 2018, that work continues. We're joined by Nicole Krager of the NASCAR Foundation. Nicole, welcome to NASCAR Live. Thanks, Mike. Good to be on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Bring us up to speed. What's some of the good work that's going on right now over the NASCAR Foundation? Gosh, we've been really busy lately. Uh, just came back from a really successful Phoenix event where we had one of our five pediatrics fun days, which we're holding in a variety of markets. And it's a great way for us to bring a little bit of what we call fun to NASCAR ahead of time, ahead of the races um, being in each city. Now, for those that may not know, what is speediatrics? Yeah, so take, a, take, take the play on words there. You've got a little bit of speed and a little bit of pediatrics, and um, the Speediatrics Children's Fund uh, is all about trying to find ways that we can help children leave happy, health, healthy lives, and we provide things like medical care and health care services to children throughout our racing communities. And I know that that's something that Betty Jane held near and dear to her heart. I was able to go over and I was able to visit with some of the kids over at the Speediatrics Wing of the Hospital across the street from the racetrack. There's a lot of good work that goes on there, and that helps a lot of kids in Volusia County and points beyond. That's something pretty special right there. 
Yeah, it sure is, Mike. You know, Mrs. France, who founded us um, almost 12 years ago, she had said once uh, to us, you know, when her kids were little and they would be sick and you'd have to go to the doctor or the hospital is always such a frightening thing for them. And if she ever had a way and a means to be able to change that, she wanted to. And so that's how Speediatrics came about. And so it's bright and colorful. There are characters and mascots now. And um, we give a little Speedy Teddy Bear, um, Speedy the Bear, to all the kids that come into the unit. And so over the past 12 years, we've grown from just uh, two units, one in here in um, Daytona and one down in Homestead at Homestead Hospital. Um, we now fund a facility up in uh, New York City, and our Speediatrics Children's Fund now lets us take Speediatrics on the road, so to speak, and we bring these fun day festivals in for the kids to come and join our drivers and learn about how to fuel their bodies right and be healthy. And um, so we just came off of uh, Phoenix, and we'll be in Richmond in April having our next um, festival. That's fantastic. Talking with Nicole yeah. Frager of the NASCAR Foundation. We talked about Speediatrics. And, of course, that rolls up into a bigger effort by the foundation. Uh, it's that time of the year. It's going to be the 8th Annual Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award. What is the purpose of this award, Nicole? Yeah, so the Humanitarian Award definitely honors its namesake. Um, and Mrs. France knew that no organization could really do their work without really wonderful volunteers serving as the backbone of the organization. We certainly have them here at the foundation. We have ambassadors all across the country who help us. Um, and this award really looks for the NASCAR fan who's in their local community doing good for children. And there are so many out there and so many inspiring stories of people who don't get paid for it. Um, they're passionate about what they do and they volunteer their efforts. And this is our way of honoring them. Now, I know that the process to seek nominations is underway. What is that process like and how can folks nominate someone for this award? Sure. So it's really simple. Um, they can go to NASCAR.com slash award. We have an application process there. It's not a grueling application. You'll fill out some questions that we ask you. Uh, nominations are open until this Friday, and um, from there we call those down, and, and then we end up with um, four phenomenal finalists um, that move on to a fan vote to decide the winner. And then after that, the folks say maybe they nominate someone and that individual wins or does not. But there are other ways for fans to become involved. How can they go about doing that? Sure. So, well, we like to say all four of the finalists are winners because um, they truly are because what they give back to the kids is so important. And each of those four finalists, their charities will actually receive a $25,000 grant that goes to their um, to their charity. Uh, and then the winner will receive $100,000 um, for their charity. And that's when the fun begins. The finalists will get to come to the racetrack and experience a VIP weekend with us. And they're trying to vie for votes from our uh, race fans. And so the one with the most votes is the one that will win and be announced in Las Vegas at the banquet. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us, bringing us up to speed. And again, how can the fans nominate someone again? Sure. They just need to go to NASCAR.com slash award, and the application is ready for them to fill out. And you've got between now and March 23rd to get that done. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Mike.
Thank you. Nicole Crager from the NASCAR Foundation joining us, chatting about speediatrics, the efforts of the NASCAR Foundation, and, of course, the 8th Annual Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll preview this week's podcast series. MRN presents the 1993 season 25 years later. And later, Martin Truex Jr. will stop by. Front style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com or on the track this week at Martinsville Speedway. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Bit of a different schedule this weekend at Martinsville Speedway. All the action confined to two days, Saturday and Sunday, and it's a very busy Saturday. We'll begin our coverage at 10 a.m. Eastern Saturday morning with Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series practice. We'll follow it up at 1230 with another practice session. Saturday afternoon, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series is on the track with the Alpha Energy Solutions 250. Our live coverage begins at 1.30 Eastern to be followed by pole qualifying for the STP 500 at 5 Eastern. And then Sunday, we will be on the air at 1 p.m. Eastern time with the STP 500 from Martinsville. Kim Kuhn joins us next with a social media minute. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. It's STP Race Week on NASCAR Live. And as he's done for the past 499 laps, Richard Petty brings the STP Chevrolet towards the bottom of the racetrack. He eases up a bit to the high groove and brings it toward the finish line. He comes across and takes the checkered flag. J.D. McDuffie spins right here in turn number one. McDuffie spins his car, gets it off the racetrack as Richard Petty has won the Virginia 500. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Taking you back to Sunday, April 22nd, 1979. Richard Petty wheeling the STP Chevrolet, winning that day at Martinsville. Only Richard and Buddy Baker, the two cars that finished on the lead lap with Darrell Waltrip, Bobby Allison, and Joe Milliken rounding out the top five. It is STP Race Week on NASCAR Live. We're getting you ready for the STP 500. Coming up this weekend at the old paperclip there in Martinsville, Virginia. Kim Kuhn joins us now with this week's Social Media Minute. Kim, what's the buzz all about this week? Yes, Mike, we're gearing up for Martinsville weekend, the first short track of the season. We're really looking forward to it. But speaking of short tracks, I know I'm giving you a social media update, and Bristol Motor Speedway, although it's a few weeks away, is doing something very cool on social media. Now, as you know, the drivers usually pick their own songs for intros at the Coliseum. Well, this year... Bristol has invited fans to jump on social media and choose the song that each driver walks out to. You'll get a choice of three for each driver. And the reason I mention that now, even though Bristol is a few weeks away, is because the voting has started now. And each week on Wednesday and Fridays until March 30th, new drivers will appear. Fans can vote once per day per driver. So again, check social media, BMS updates to help your driver pick their song 
for Bristol intros. But I want to rewind. We were at Auto Club Speedway last weekend. It was a star-studded event. We had Migos out there, Ice Cube, Cassidy Pope, members of Journey. It was a celebrity event. And our talent got a little involved. Jason Toy, Steve Post, and Alex Hayden were on pit row this weekend. And if you go to MRN's Twitter, at MRN Radio, you can see (laughs) where they got some photos with all the stars that were out in Southern California. But as you mentioned, we're gearing up for STP weekend at Martinsville. The best way to be in the know on everything short track racing this weekend is to follow us at MRN Radio. And if you're going to tweet us, use that hashtag AskMRN. Thanks, Kim. If you enjoy hearing the old stories from your favorite NASCAR drivers from the 90s, you should check out MRN.com's latest podcast series. It's called MRN Presents the 1993 season 25 years later. Drivers like Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin and Jeff Gordon and many others sit down and tell stories that you've never heard before. Here's a preview of this week's show. The leader is into the wall. Jeff Gordon's car backs hard into the outside wall. We tore up a lot of race cars in 1993. Uh, Ravenham could give you the exact count of the clips. I'm sure Rick Hendrick probably could, too, because it cost him a lot of money that year. NASCAR is going to take a close look at that restart. They are not racing back to the flag. They are going to restart the race again. Bill does it, I'm thinking, on purpose to see if he can get away with it. And if he didn't, I think it was just hoping it would rattle Mark because Mark had us covered. Once again, there, there's only another example of seven times out of ten when Dale Earnhardt won, he didn't have the fastest car, and he didn't have the fastest car in that race, but he won. And um, that was one of Dale Earnhardt's MOs. And, yeah, that pissed you off. Who, who likes getting out drove? Hard to like it when you just got yourself out drove, but, uh, but he, he did it a lot. And for the first time ever, Kyle Petty will win here at Pocono International Raceway. It was not unusual to see stuff in the middle of the racetrack at Pocono during that period of time. Whether it was groundhogs, whether it was deer, it didn't make any difference. I mean, we can go back in time. There were plenty of cautions for wildlife on the racetrack. But there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. That's all from this week's podcast series, MRN Presents, the 1993 season, 25 years later. You can download it for free as well as the first four shows at MRN.com and on iTunes. Coming up next, Martin Truex Jr. will join us to talk about his win in the Auto Club 400. I'm not blooming good. I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo! I want that onion to bloom. And it get in my senses like a sonic boom. No rules, just right. So bold, so nice. And I'm so, 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 so ready for that Outback Steak tonight. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next-generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting racingelectronics.com. Auto Club 400 winner Martin Truex Jr. joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. Let's bring in the gentleman that led 125 of 200 laps in the Auto Club 400. Won the pole, won stage one, 
won stage two, won the race. We're going to nickname him Stinky. Old Stinky Truex joins us on the hotline. Welcome to NASCAR Live, Martin. What a performance for you and the boys there on Sunday in Southern California. Yeah, thanks. It was uh, yeah quite a weekend. You know, just um, you know, awesome to get that first one of the year. You know, I felt like last year winning early in the season was real, really good boost for our team. So it was awesome to do that again, and uh, just a really overall solid weekend. You know, we've been. I felt like we started the season off strong. We've been consistent, but we were just not quite able to find that balance and that speed that uh, that we needed to win. And then this weekend, we just we hit it, and uh, yeah, we did just an awesome weekend. You know, a lot of folks when they hear you talk about speed and balance and trying to find it, they don't know what that means. How does one? Fine. We know how you find speed. But what about the balance in the race car, and what is the balance that you look for? Um, you know, it's, I guess it, it varies. I guess from track to track. You know, I, I think to be honest, and, and California is um, a tricky place. You know, we talk about the seams, and we talk about the worn-out surface, and you know, the, the the need to be able to run fast on restarts, but still be good on a long run and keep the tires on it. So, I mean, all those things come into play there, and I think it just it, it played into our favor. I think a little bit just. Um, you know, the way that track is and the way we've run there the past couple of years, I feel like I felt like we probably used more of our notes and our history from California than, than we have at, at any other track this season so far. So maybe that played into it a little bit. But, you know, just the balance is just really making all four tires work and making the car turn really well without being sideways and being able to roll through the center of the corner and, and get the throttle down on exit. I mean, that's really what it's all about. That's where that speed comes from. Is it just me or does it seem like that you'll restart good? But after 10, 15, 20 laps, the car keeps getting better and better and better and better. Is that is that the case? Well, I, I don't know that it gets better. I think everybody else gets worse. And that's really the difference is, you know, okay, can we keep up with them on a short run and then be able to maybe not fall off quite as much as them? I, I think that's kind of what we look for. And, and I would say that in general, our, our kind of the way we do things and the way I, the, the way I like my car to drive, it seems to be... It seems to benefit the longer run for whatever reason. So I, I think that's kind of where we've made most of our money at and, and won most of our races has been on long runs. But, you know, at the same time, you can't just let them all drive by on a restart. So just trying to balance that out is difficult. You know, but I think at the end of the day, it's really just it's not about the car getting better. It's about everybody else getting worse than you. And that's kind of what we look for. Chatting with Martin Truex Jr., winner of the Auto Club 400, race win number one of 2018. So the boys lower the lift gate put the car in the garage and do all the the pre-practice work and you climb aboard and go out onto the racetrack and make a few laps how long did it take you to figure out that you had something to work with there this weekend i'll be honest with you i i, I felt good on friday you know obviously our qualifying day went really well and then um you know so saturday going to race trim i felt like we were you know our first practice saturday morning didn't go so well we were really tight and Final practice, uh, it, it definitely we got better. I felt like we were closer, but we, we definitely weren't a winning car by the end of that practice. I felt like we were maybe fifth, fourth or fifth best. And so, uh, you know, really just came up with a game plan and, and um, you know, changed some things uh, Sunday morning before the race and and uh, just hit it right. So sometimes you do that, but I think that, you know, one of the strengths of our team is, uh, is having that confidence. You know, I, I feel like I, I give my guys – the, the information that I that I feel is correct and more times than not they're able to give me what I need and and for the most part as long as I ask for the right things I can usually they can usually figure out how to get them so 
uh, just one of those weekends where, you know, we swung at it for the race pretty big and, you know, knowing we needed to be better to win and, uh, and they just hit it right. So, you know, sometimes you, uh, sometimes you make it look easy, but it's really not. How long did it take you and the boys to establish that ask and ye shall receive type of chemistry there, knowing how to ask for something or being able to establish that chemistry that they know exactly what you're looking for in the race car? You know, I would say that, uh, it's just been a work in progress more than anything. You know, when we got together in 2015, obviously the, you know, the results speak for themselves. I mean, we've, we've just steadily improved and gotten better and that's all part of that. I think it's just that, that trust and that confidence in one another. And, you know, Cole knows when I ask for something and I, I say, this is what I need. He knows that's what I, he knows that's, that's right. And if, and if he can figure it out, then, then, then we're going to be faster. We're going to be more competitive. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I think we just have that trust, and it's something you build over time. And certainly the more success you have, the more confidence you have in, in each other and, and, and um, in, in how each other does their job. So, you know, we just we have a great bunch of guys that, you know, we've been together long enough now that we, we know how it works. We, we understand each other. We have that confidence in each other. And, you know, honestly, the more we win, the easier it feels. I've had a chance to visit with uh, with Barney Visser, your car owner. It was good to see him in victory lane uh, Sunday, number one. Number two, he's obviously had some health issues. He and I were chatting about that back in Daytona. And it always is, is awesome to see a smile on his face. What's it like driving for a man like that? Uh, it's great. You know, he's uh, he's such a great guy. And I feel like our whole team is a, is a big family. And a lot of that's because of him and the person he is and how he treats everybody. And, you know, that, that family atmosphere that we have is, is all really trickles down from him and his family. So it's really just, uh, it's a great atmosphere to work in. It's, uh, you know, he's so much fun to be around. He's real laid back and he doesn't say a lot, but you know, you can just see his passion for racing and how much he just enjoys coming to the track and, and watching his people be successful. So, uh, we're just uh, we're, we're thrilled that he's feeling good and, and that his health is, is really, really good right now. And, um, you know, I, I feel like when I see him, he looks like a new man. So it's uh, it's been awesome to have him around this season so far. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll give him some more to cheer about in the next coming weeks and, and throughout the season. We've got more with Martin Truex Jr. coming up. Welcome back to Sports View. Next topic. Is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy. Man, back in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. They just took the oranges. They didn't say, are there 6, 7, 12, 15, whatever. It was just oranges. You get me? We get you, Chuck. In a word, oranges. Give it to us straight with the Progressive Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm former crew chief and STP auto expert Steve Letarte. Does your engine feel like it's down on power? It could be caused by deposits on fuel injectors, engine valves, and combustion chambers. An easy way to help clean up your fuel system and restore lost power is through the gas tank with STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner. One bottle contains three times the amount of cleaning agents versus the leading premium gasoline to help keep your engine running strong. STP, inside every great machine. One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents and 35 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. We've got more with Martin Truex Jr. coming up. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
It's STP Race Week on NASCAR Live. Works his way out of the corner, back down the line, looking for the white flag. He will see it. Can he hold it in there and not spin this car out or have any kind of problems as he heads to victory lane if he can get back? He settles in behind Darrell Waltrip, coming up off turn number two. Final trip down the back straightaway, hoping to make a clean sweep for Petty Enterprises this week. John Andretti on his way to the win. He spun out early in the race, lost a lap, made it up, came through the field and closed from 2.8 seconds behind at 19 to go to win at Martinsville. John Andretti takes the goodies body pain 500, his second NASCAR Winston Cup Series win, and the 17th at this old racetrack for Petty Enterprises. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded Sunday, April 18th, 1999 at Martinsville Speedway. No, it was not the King winning that day, but it was John Andretti driving the STP Pontiac, one of John's two wins in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Taking the King back to victory lane at Martinsville. John getting the win. Jeff Burton, Jeff Gordon, Mike Skinner, and Mark Martin rounding out the top five. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. Martin Truex Jr. is with us. So NASCAR Goes West is in the history books, and now it's NASCAR Goes East, and we're headed into the Martinsville Speedway for the STP 500. Martin, what kind of track is Martinsville for you? What kind of challenges does it throw your way? Well, I, I, would, I would put Martinsville in the category of we're – still figuring out and we're getting there um you know we're it's definitely not been one of our best racetracks um but i feel like we're getting closer you know we ran second there in the fall race last year and um and and really have a shot at it so uh continuing to improve there and and uh figure it out but it's just such a challenging track you know 500 laps at a at a that little paper clip i mean it you know, Martinsville looks like just a little half mile track. It should be easy, but it's uh, it's so technical, and there's so many little nuances about you know how you need your car to drive in practice to be good in the race, and what the surface does, and how much the track changes you know from practice to the race, and how much it changes again in the race, and it's just one of those places that experience I feel like really really pays off, and and you know trying to figure out that key that unlocks you know, the Martinsville secret. I mean, there's a few guys that have figured it out over the years, and it, it feels like they can just continue to keep using that same mindset to be successful. We've seen it with Jimmy Johnson and Denny Hamlin and Jeff Gordon back in the day, and, you know, guys that just they figure it out and they can just keep running with it because it's, it, it's a place that just doesn't seem to change. So for us, I think we're getting closer to figuring out the keys there, but I don't think we've got it yet, and hopefully this weekend we can uh, we can – take another step at figuring it out you know what's amazing is that you just described martinsville from that from that technical aspect from where we watch it just it just seems like that you guys pull out onto the racetrack and you have at it a lot of times when we talk technical about a track or about a race it's a, like a two-mile race like you just had in california or it's restrictor plate racing and maneuvering the air and all that it's pretty fascinating to know that martinsville seems to be quite technical as it looks so easy. That's just amazing to me. Yeah, I mean, it is. And, you know, I think that's some of some of what's lost in our sport is is just how technical these tracks are and the things that we go through on the team side. And obviously it's hard to it's hard to relay that or it's hard to show people just what you mean when they can't sit in your meetings and <laughs> they can't sit in, in your debrief, hear what you're talking about and just how this stuff works. It's so technical. There's so much involved with it. Um, and, and, you know, each and every weekend is different. It's not, you know, it's not like playing a normal sport where you go and you, 
you know, you play the same game each week or, you know, the field's always the same. It's, there's so much that changes the week that I, I can't even describe it. Even tracks, I tell people this in Q&As a lot, and they're like, what's your favorite track? I'm like, well, I don't really have one, but, you know, one of the coolest things about NASCAR is even a track that looks the same as the other. Take Chicago and Kansas, for example. Almost identical. Lay them on paper. Look from the sky. They look identical. They are completely different to drive. The approach is completely different. The way you set the car up is completely different. So there's so many things about our sport that I think go unnoticed that maybe because us as teams and drivers and people inside the sport just take it for granted that, well, everybody knows that. But I think it's really a big deal. And and if we kind of try to explain that to people, I think it's uh, definitely more interesting. And then, of course, not to mention, you've got the grandfather clock that's probably on the old Martin Truex Jr. trophy bucket list. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) Why is that so special? (laughs) Why is that so special? Why do you guys want that one so much? You know, it's history. It's it's just, uh, you know, I think all of us in racing really just respect the past so much and those that have come before us and set the standard and, you know, gave us this opportunity to, you know, race cars for a living and make the sport what it is. Um, you know, I, we, we all grew up race fans and short track fans and, you know, dreamed of doing what we're doing now. So I, I think that's a lot where a lot of that respect comes from, but just an iconic trophy, you know, I mean, uh, I guess Jimmy Johnson has nine of them, which kind of sucks. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love to have one just, just because it's a unique trophy and it's something that you just you can't buy it. You can't – you know, there's no other way to get that thing than, but other than to win Martinsville. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're pushing hard for that, and uh, it'd be an awesome one to bring home. You know what? It's it's funny you talk about Jimmy Johnson having nine of those trophies. Daylight savings time and and daylight standard time must be hell for him because he's got takes him a day or two to like change all the clocks to the right time zone, which which would be a good problem to have, if I might say. Well, if I had to guess, I'm pretty sure he's got somebody to do that for him. <laughs> Well, all the best in trying to get yourself one uh, Sunday in the STP 500. Congratulations on win number one of the year, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon, man. Thank you so much for the time. Awesome, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'll talk to you later. That is Martin Truex Jr., winner of Sunday's Auto Club 400. More coming up here on NASCAR Live. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 Patriots and veterans strong bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com or on the track this week at Martinsville Speedway. When the sun goes down, the NASCAR stars come out. Green flag, green flag, green flag. That's 48. The Spring Race Weekend at Richmond Raceway, back under the lights, April 20th and 21st. The Toyota Care 250 on Friday and Saturday night's Toyota Owners 400. Get your tickets at richmondraceway.com. NASCAR in Richmond. Some things are better under the lights. This is NASCAR Live. 
Now, back to Mike Bagley. Putting a bow on this week's NASCAR Live. In a moment, we'll preview this weekend's STP 500 at Martinsville. But first, let's go back in time with this week in NASCAR history. This week, we begin in 1989. Roy Orbison is number one on the charts with You Got It. In the news, the Exxon Valdez ran aground off the coast of Alaska, dumping over 11 million gallons of oil into Prince William Sound. And NASCAR was racing at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Daryl Waltrip was taking the checkered flag for the second time in the 1989 season. Waltrip slides up off of turn number two, down the back straightaway. Again, about 10 car lengths on Dale Earnhardt. Into turn number three, about halfway up the racetrack. Now pulls it down to the white line on the bottom. Daryl Waltrip on his way to the win. Just about a quarter mile remaining here at the Atlanta International Raceway. Dale Earnhardt's not going to have enough opportunity here. Daryl Waltrip will win. Dale Earnhardt finishes second. Leaping forward to 1993, George Strait has the number one song on country radio with Heartland. On ABC television, Doogie Howser, MD, ended its four-year run. And again, NASCAR was at Atlanta. This time, it was Morgan Shepard winning the Motorcraft 500, the snow-delayed Motorcraft 500. It would be his last win in NASCAR's top division. Sing a song about the Morgan Shepard with half a lap to go and three quarters of a lap lead on Ernie Irvin can just about coast home from here. He's into turn number three, trailing the Brent Bodine car on his way to the checkered flag. Morgan Shepard about to collect a victory here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Here he comes out of turn number four and the fuel gamble will pay off for Morgan Shepard in the Citgo Ford checkered flag and Morgan Shepard will win here this afternoon. Say my name, say my name. And we end this week in 2000. Destiny's Child has the number one song with Say My Name. At the box office, Aaron Brockovich and Final Destination were released, and NASCAR was at Darlington. Ward Burton ended a five-year losing streak to take the win in the Mall.com 400. Eases off the banking, very smooth, down the back straightaway. Now Bill Elliott will dive to the inside of Ward Burton, but he's very conservative. He'll ride the low line into turn number three, bring it all the way to the top of the banking off turn four, nothing left but the checkers. Nearly four and a half years and 132 races later, Ward Burton gets career win number two, checkered flag, and Ward Burton takes the Mall.com 400 at Darlington. And those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. We're back at Martinsville this weekend for the STP 500 for a preview. Here's our Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Mike. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series teams trek to Southern Virginia this week for the STP 500 at Martinsville Speedway. Driving for his 10th Martinsville victory, Jimmy Johnson returns to the flat half mile that first baffled the seven-time champion years ago. I came here and tested with the 24 and had Jeff, you know, working diligently with me to figure it out and it didn't click. Looking at the data, uh, he'd hop in my car and go faster. <laughs> it was just frustrating. And then it finally clicked. And it's one thing to create short run speed, but there are some little things here in the rhythm that can just chew up tires and wear the tires out and make you make you drop back way too fast so you know it's it's been great because i feel like when you're once you understand how to get around here um it's something that you can keep for a long time regardless of tire generation of car you know the test of time it really stands up here on this small track more than anywhere two times a runner-up at the virginia track aj allmendinger thrashed his way around the paperclip shaped oval until the road racing aficionado found his martinsville groove you know the, the first time i i got there on my first practice session i was like what in the heck is this place like i i struggled but over the years i've, I've learned how to drive it i think there's some road racing ways to drive the racetrack the way you use the brakes and things like that stuff that i've i've learned and, and been able to uh 
kind of over the last couple of years get better at and and so there's a, a bit of road course driving that goes along with that but it's just a place that we've gotten a good setup at um i it's a place that i know what i want to feel and if i don't feel that i can kind of know what direction i want to go it's just a it's a fun race it's a tough race i mean it's a race i mean we see you can do so many things right for 498 laps and uh, get wrecked or have something happen that costs you a good finish. So you're always a little bit on edge. Making his third cup start at Martinsville, Ty Dillon hopes to avoid bad luck and parlay Jermaine Racing's short track strength to bring home his first top 10. The short tracks were um, our strong suit last year. We had a really good test there in the fall. We're really good in practice and start of the race. We had a cut left rear tire. It just seemed like everything went wrong in that race for us. So I look forward to going back, kind of redeeming ourselves. feel like we have a I have a decent idea of how to get around that place. And uh, short tracks for us at Jermaine Racing fit our abilities a little bit more. I feel like um, just the way we're positioned right now in the sport, we can take advantage of the short tracks and, and have good runs. The STP 500 takes the green this Sunday afternoon at Martinsville Speedway just after 2 p.m. Eastern. Live coverage on the Motor Racing Network begins at 1. For this week's NASCAR Live Race Preview, I'm Susie Armstrong. Short track race number one of 2018. Man, I cannot wait for the STP 500 at Martinsville. Time is up for this week. We'd like to thank Martin Truex Jr. for stopping by. Also, Kyle Larson, Nicole Crager of the NASCAR Foundation as well. And for the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for listening. We'll chat with you next week right here on NASCAR Live. So long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida and was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy. Energy for hunkering down.